Hi, Mark. Hello, Jeff. Okay, so today I'd like to talk, if we could, about third-party candidates uh, in the state of Connecticut and the success that they have had or not have had over time. Connecticut hasn't had Minnesota's Jesse the Body Ventura, but we did have Lowell Weicker. Can you give us a little bit of sense of how Lowell Weicker came into office and what role the whole third-party dynamic played in that election? I'm sort of getting past the image of Lowell Weicker wrestling with Jesse Ventura. (laughs) That could have been quite the match. Lowell Weicker is actually an interesting figure when it comes to third-party politics. At the start of his career, Lowell Weicker was the beneficiary of somebody running as a third-party candidate. Thomas Dodd, who did not get the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate in 1970, he stayed on the ballot as a third-party candidate, took away votes from the Democratic nominee, and Lowell Weicker, presto, is elected to the U.S. Senate. Fast forward to 1990, Lowell Weicker, by this point, has left the Republican Party, and he starts his own party, a Connecticut party. Ah, uh, Connecticut Ah, uh, Connecticut Party. To get that name at the top of the of, of the ballot. Yes, that's mm-hmm. that was the point of that. It's like AAA plumbing. You get your, your first bite in the Yellow Pages, for anybody who remembers what the Yellow Pages mm-hmm. are. So he wins in a three-way race with Republican John Rowland and Democrat Bruce Morrison. Lowell Weicker sort of showed people a couple of things about third-party politics. One, yes, it is possible to win, but two, it's really hard to do if you don't have a base. Mm. So Lowell Weicker started his third-party campaign as somebody with pretty much 100% name recognition. The party he created was not a party in the sense that it had a philosophy that was all built around an idea. It was built around a person. It was built around a person. Just as, you know, when Ross Perot ran for president, third parties kind of wax and wane with the prospects and the the careers of those individuals. So not terribly different than 2006 when Joe Lieberman loses the Democratic primary to Ned Lamont and then goes on to run as uh, his own candidate in his own party. He did. And and that's the other classic example in Connecticut. Joe Lieberman certainly carved out his own space in politics, you know, somewhere between the Democratic and Republican caucuses in the United States Senate. But he actually remained a registered Democrat while he ran as a third party candidate. And he, he of course, once he uh, was reelected to the United States Senate, he remained a member of the Democratic caucus. This is not to say, though, that only third party candidates with 100% name recognition can get on the ballot because, as we know, this is a year in which we do have some third party candidates getting on the ballot for governor. Is that a change in Connecticut politics? No, Connecticut's been very protective of how the parties nominate. But when it comes to getting on the ballot, it's a little bit easier. You have to get signatures for statewide office from 1% of the electorate or 7,500 people, whichever is easier. But the important thing about that is, unlike party politics, where you have a very short period of time to go around the party convention and petition your way for a primary, you can start gathering petition signatures for a third party run first business day in January. So you've got months and months and months to go out and do that. And that's what we've seen this year. In terms of ballot access and financial support, what then hurdles exist for just because you're on the ballot doesn't necessarily mean you end up like Joe Lieberman or or Lowell Weicker? The history in Connecticut has been, if anything, you run the risk of being accused of being a spoiler. 
And and this is where we bump into the role of the more established third parties who do cross endorsements. Mm-hmm. Let's take the case of Dan Malloy in 2010. Democrat Dan Malloy lost to Republican Tom Foley by about 20,000 votes if you only add up the votes that he got as a Democrat and Tom Foley got as a Republican. But then if you add in the 26,000 votes Dan Malloy got on the working families line, Mm. he ends up winning narrowly, but he ends up winning. So the third parties can be a spoiler. The third parties also can be a booster. They play different roles in these elections. What they haven't generally played is a game-changing role as far as introducing something that people recognize as a party they want to run out and join. We have yet to see that in Connecticut. We have yet to see that nationally, which is why we have you know, a two-party system, and it's why we even use the phrase third party, because third party refers to anything mm-hmm. that's not Democrat or Republican. Okay, AAA Mark Pazniokas. You can find him in the Yellow Pages. You can also find him as Capitol Bureau Chief at the Connecticut Mirror. Thanks, Mark. But you won't see me on the ballot. 